Hey everyone, quick note from yours truly, the host of the On The Side podcast. It's me, Jackie London. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for being a part of this and for starting this journey with me. I am brand new to the podcasting space and I would love to get the word out there about the On The Side podcast. I'm so loving doing this. I am enjoying it more than anything else. And I love hearing from interesting guests and answering your questions. So if you're enjoying it too, please, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your social media platform and tag me at Jacqueline London RD. You can also, if you're not on social media and you're listening to this right now, then please take a screenshot and share the link to the episode wherever you're getting your podcasts and share it with three friends. How about that? Just three, maybe three family members, maybe just three people you know who might learn something new or feel like they're inspired to start sharing this a little bit more. I would love to get the word out there about the podcast and I would really, really love your help in doing so. So please go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share your feedback with me. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to hear what you think and what you're loving so far and what you'd love to hear more of. You can reach me on any social media platform at Jacqueline London RD, or you can email me info at JacquelineLondonRD.com. And I can't wait to hear from you and hear your thoughts so far. All right, let's get back to the episode. Welcome to On the Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup to nuts rundown okay, sometimes analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Oh my God, you guys, we have such a treat today. Today's episode of On the Side is with me, Jackie London, and I'm joined by my friend, an incredible star of the culinary world, Chef Virginia Willis. She is a Georgia-born, French-trained chef whose years of experience working in food media has had her baking chocolate chip cookies with The Rock foraging for berries in the Alaskan wilderness with actually yours truly, I think. Harvesting capers in the shadow of a smoldering volcano in Sicily and hunting for truffles in France. In France. I don't know what's wrong with me today, guys. (laughs) Today, Virginia runs her own company, Virginia Willis Culinary Enterprises, specializing in content creation, recipe development, culinary, editorial, and production services. She's a cookbook writer, author, um, and is so much more. She's talent and chef instructor for the digital streaming platform on Food Network Kitchen, and is also the author of multiple cookbooks, Secrets of the Southern Table, A Food Lover's Tour of the Global South, Lighten Up Y'all, Bon Appetit Y'all, Basic to Brilliant Y'all, and Okra and Grits. I just wanted to say y'all one more time. Okra and Grits, y'all. 
She got her start as the TV kitchen director for Martha Stewart Living, um, as well as for Bobby Flay and Natalie Dupree. And before that, she was working in Michelin-starred restaurants, traveling the world, producing food stories, making cheese in California, escargot farming, again, in France. And she has been everywhere. So if you are unfamiliar with Virginia on any of those platforms, perhaps you might follow her on Instagram. Or if you've ever met her, you know she's incredibly down-to-earth, so hilarious. She's approachable, relatable, and totally inspired and just brings this like real freshness and fun to traditional French cooking. She makes recipes with basically just for everyone that that meets just about every food need that you could possibly have from the most simple and straightforward weekday breakfast to like a cooking project. Okay, let's get to the episode. We're going to talk about Virginia's current self-care practice. It does not involve Zoom or virtual streaming, that's for sure. Her weight loss story, she actually lost over 60 pounds in the past two years. And the absolute joy and true self-care in finding the rituals that work best for you, Virginia's, of course, includes a proper meal that includes procuring, preparing, and cooking recipes for her own enjoyment, even when she's dining solo. So if you've ever been curious about how chefs really stay well, what they're eating, what they cook when they're off the clock, or even how someone working in food has found her own path to better health, this one is absolutely for you. All right. I can't wait to hear what you think. Enjoy. But first, let's get to a quick listener question. Today's question, what's up with apple cider vinegar? I'm seeing it all over TikTok. Is it good for your health? Are there any risks? This is such a great question. And honestly, I am also seeing this all over TikTok. If you're behind that marketing campaign, what's up? What's up with that? (laughs) Stop targeting us. Okay. Bottom line is I'm not here for apple cider vinegar. And here is why. It is essentially a condiment that's being marketed to all of us as a cure-all for some reason that I'm not even entirely sure where that started. I know this has been a hot search term over the past few years, but I'm confused as to why this has become this massive elixir that is both somehow great for your blood sugar. It's not. Great for weight loss. It has no relationship to weight loss. Great for its antibacterial effects. This cannot protect you from COVID-19. It can't protect you from the flu. It can't protect you from anything. This is not Purell for your vital organs. Okay, people? Let's just get to it. Honestly, research to date on the topic of apple cider vinegar has been super limited. I mean, there's maybe one or two rodent model studies. There's been a few human studies, but they're really super small and the results were relatively inconclusive. It was just sort of like, yeah, I mean, this one might have lost a little bit more weight, but there's a lot of other factors that played into that. So probably we can't come to any conclusion. Um, So I would say that the biggest benefit when it comes to using this type of vinegar really have a lot more to do with the foods that you're adding that vinegar to. So for example, if you're making a marinade to cook seafood, great. That sounds like a great use of apple cider vinegar because you're including more seafood as a result of enjoying the taste of the vinegar and the seafood, right? Another great example would be salad dressing. If you are swapping, you know, a cream and buttermilk laden cheesy dressing for an apple cider vinegar based dressing, then you're going to automatically cut back on the saturated fat that you're including in that salad. And therefore you may have some helpful effect over 
time by choosing the apple cider vinegar, which is not going to have any saturated fat, right? Because you've just cut that out. So you can see how making those swaps and adding this as a flavor booster can be really helpful for both the actual flavor that you're experiencing and tasting and enjoying. And it could also be really helpful for getting you to eat a few foods that you may may or may not be um, more or less accustomed to eating, right? So like if you don't usually like salmon, but you love this one salmon recipe that uses apple cider vinegar, then this is a great choice. However, I definitely don't recommend drinking it. Apple cider vinegar on an empty stomach can be super rough on your GI tract. It can also mess with some digestive enzyme activity and also just kind of disrupt your esophageal well-being, for for lack of a better word here. (laughs) It can also just make you feel like your esophagus is on fire. So definitely don't do that. I mean, if you feel like your appetite goes down because you just drank a gallon of vinegar, yeah, that makes sense. Your esophagus is on fucking fire, Bob. Okay, stop doing that. The other thing that I would give a word of caution to right now is that I'm seeing those gummies everywhere. Usually the first ingredient in those gummies is glucose syrup. What is that? Anyone want to tell me? Oh, I'm by myself in a room asking a question. No, glucose syrup is sugar, right? So a lot of the time you see these, they've got tons of marketing claims, avoid them, use apple cider vinegar to help you eat more of the foods that you already love that you know are nutritious. And let's leave it at that, folks. All right. So more, of course, on this topic on the On The Side YouTube channel, which you can check out on YouTube. Let's get back to the episode. Chef Virginia Willis is here. Virginia, welcome to On The Side. I'm so glad you're here. It's so ha- it's so great to see your beautiful face today. Uh, you're so sweet. On a Thank Monday. you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. How are you? What's happening? I am good. I had a great walk this morning and I'm just really feeling good about today. So you're in Atlanta right now, which is home for you. Correct. Correct. Yeah. How hot is it on a scale of one to hot today? Oh, it's not so bad today, right? I don't know what was up. Uh, I I think it's in the 80s. So it's not so bad. But August, uh, there's a reason they say hotter than Georgia asphalt because it's hot. (laughs) Damn hot. It's damn hot. It's damn hot. Okay. All right. So, and also I should describe for our our listeners what kind of setup you're in right now, which is phenomenal. It's like a full master pro chef's kitchen. Virginia's got her copper ramekins. Would you, is that a ramekin or are those actually bigger? Copper bowls we got in the background, mixing bowls. We've got some beautiful, oh, and I want to talk about that. Actually, these preserves I'm seeing in the Uh, background too, which is awesome. I love a preserve. I do too. (laughs) Like, um... I mean, who doesn't love fresh fruit, right? But then right. it's so cool to like in season, take the fruit and put it up and have it later. I, there's just something so satisfying about that for me. It's so good. All right. So walk us through. So you woke up tomorrow, this morning. What time do you get up? I usually get up about 7.15. Beautiful. That's reasonable. It's That's a very, very reasonable. reasonable time. Yes. I mean, it's, it's mildly unreasonable, but unreasonable on the early end. I mean, when you talk to people, sometimes like I'm always in awe of people who are like, I wake up at four or I wake mm. up at five. And I'm like, That's mm-hmm. when I'm hitting a nice REM cycle. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I have struggled with that for years about totally. what time I wake up. And I'm naturally a late night person. Me too. So, Me too. You know, it really, 7 15 feels super early. And I worked in television for years, right? I was right. used to really super early call times, but my my body now wakes up naturally about seven fifteen, which feels like a very 
comfortable way to start. I like it. I like it. I love that. Okay. So you wake up and are you a breakfast right away person or are you going into something first? No, usually. So what I usually do is I wake up and I give myself about 15 minutes to sort of wake up. And then I leave in the morning at 8.15 to meet friends. Like, so I have a different friend that I walk with every day. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's such a great idea. It is. I mean, it's not my idea, but it it started during the (laughs) pandemic. Right. um, So that I could see my friends because we weren't socializing and we weren't going inside. And so we started walking. And the other, the bonus of this, and I really encourage people to do it, is that when I have that date to go walk with someone, I'm going to keep that appointment. One thousand percent could not agree more and it's a little hot or a little cool or i just feel like not doing it it's really easy to be like ah you know maybe i'll just do some yoga this morning right (laughs) and then i get sucked into my laptop right right so i have a date we confirm them you know we're constantly working together to make sure but there's like standing folks that work on walk on certain days so i um I usually just have coffee, but sometimes I might eat a banana on the way. Okay. Love that. Love that. Uh-huh. And I usually generally have breakfast when I get back. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm okay. I don't want to walk on a full stomach. Yeah. Um, and I want to get that. You, you know more about it. I listen to folks tell you, like you tell me what to eat after a workout. <laughs> uh, oh, so first I love this because I got to say, I'm a big fan of having a little something like a banana. So you get that like immediate energy right before you leave, which I love, but I also love that you got your coffee. Cause I feel like that would be the only thing that would get me. You know, I often feel like that actually is that the only thing that's going to really get me out of bed this morning is yeah, the, the no, promise no, 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 of caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a little coffee and sometimes I might have a V8 or something like that, but I like Ooh. to have just a little something yeah. before I walk out the door. Love that. Okay. I just want to go back to the, the regular programming of this. So this started during the pandemic. I think this is a phenomenal idea and I'm so, I'm really so inspired by that. I also feel like, wait, why didn't I think of that? And also I, I desperately wish that we were in the same place so that I could get I in on this, but I just realized like, I was like, oh, I want to do that. No, we, we don't live in the same city. Uh, well, I had started walking before the pandemic, right? I love right. to walk. Walking's yeah. my jam. That's like my main form of exercise. But I was also going to the gym and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But when the pandemic started, I needed to walk for mental health, like more than totally. ever. Right? Totally. Totally. Like, being yeah. trapped in the house the whole time, even though, like, I, you know, live in Atlanta. I mean, you're, you know, everyone's like inside. You're not going anywhere but your own, like, living space. And so that outdoor was freeing right stress management and all yeah. the and then so I kept walking but then it's like my you know it's like if I wanted to see my friends I know well, y'all we got to be outside right. so then it turned into this thing so so it you know really early on in the pandemic it turned into uh, a, a different friend or four to five days a week Monday through Friday and on the weekends I generally walk by myself because I walk a little bit yeah. further yeah. and I might get a hike in as opposed to just like a walk. Yes. And and I, I need my me time, right? Oh my God. Yes. Do I hear that so much? My favorite thing is Virginia and I were just talking about this before we started recording. Tell our listeners about your seven mile hike this weekend. We have this, this similar sort of habit, which is that a hike could really be a distraction expedition, you know, a a photography. Yeah. (laughs) 
it <laughs> takes me so long to walk because I'm like, oh, right. Because right, I love to forage, right? Right. We're foraging. So, it's yeah. a foraging expedition. Yeah. So, you know, like yesterday, I was like, I did. I, Jackie, I found some chanterelles. I found some uh, late chanterelles Whoa. and uh, harvested about a pound and a half of those. And then I, I came on a patch of, um, of uh, cinnabars or orange chanterelles. But I, I didn't, it was sort of an impromptu hike. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. Plan, so I didn't have anything to put them in. So I just took a picture and took a picture <laughs> with my mind and I left them, regrettably left them there. But uh, I have this image of you writing down, like in your phone, the coordinates, like this is where the orange chanterelles are. are. I know where those are. <laughs> I know where those are. I know where those are. So, That's yeah, amazing. so yeah. So, um, you know, but for me, it's like the Japanese, you know, I know you've heard this term, they have that term forest bathing. Yes. Yes. And I love that term so much. Explain, explain to us what exactly it means. But I, the, just the visual, when you say forest bathing, right. Sounds so, it's so Japanese, but yeah, so they they advocate for, um, spending time in the woods and it's not about exercise. It's about like freeing your mind and seeing beautiful things and connecting with nature. So the walks for me, if I were walking around a track and an indoor gym, it just wouldn't be the same thing. It's just not the same thing, right? And for me, it's being outdoors. I walk along the Chattahoochee and, uh, River. And so it's just beautiful. You know, on Saturday, oh my God, on Saturday, I saw a family of river otters eating breakfast. What? Like Nat Geo, full on, like <laughs> Nat Geo, literally, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm witnessing this. It was super cool. That is amazing. That's a river otters. Who uh, even knew that they spent time in such warm climates? I didn't know. Actually, that does make sense. They're river otters. They're a little bit different and they're a little bit smaller, but it's still the same cute little thing that gets on its back and eats its food. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. It was a real gift. That's cool. When the last time that we were together, you just reminded me of this together virtually. Not even together physically. We can get, we'll get to that. But the last time that we were together virtually, I had just gotten back from Mexico, which is where you are going on Saturday. But, um, but the main purpose of this travel experience was to get to see this sea lion colony, which is like where they all go to mate for a certain period of time. Like, let's say, I think it's May through June, but it's like, it's a very small window. I could just be making that up. But the point being that there's something so peaceful and awe-inspiring about just watching animals from afar just kind of do their thing, right? I love the outdoors, right? I I think, and that is like really played so much into managing the stress of the pandemic, you know, maintaining, you know, losing weight, getting in better health, maintaining. I I, I just, the thing that I think, and I tell people all the time, you got to figure out what works for you. Right. Being in a gym on a treadmill. I mean, I would rather like roll over and die. Right. (laughs) Run on a treadmill (laughs) for like, what? No. (laughs) (laughs) exactly right I mean there's so many things I can think of that are exactly like that I remember the day that we went into lockdown thinking all right so I gotta get if there's one thing I'm gonna need during this time when everything's closed it's gonna be some some thermals like that was my first thought it just because I know that I need that time you know like I know I need that time outside so like my first thought was like okay stock up on groceries 
okay, maybe some, you know, cleaning what Clorox wipes, <laughs> as we all were, and thermals, right, and toilet paper, right, and then the thermals that came pretty quickly right after, yeah, because it's it's just finding what works for you is sounds I think for a lot of people so daunting, you know, but that point about finding that you're so that going every day on that walk is really what gets you going. All right. So do you, do you have a plan for this? Like, do you set up some clothes the night before? Or are you like, I got my sneakers ready? I am like, a, I'm like going to kindergarten every day. This I like, love it. I, I love it. it. I just find that it helps me. It's part yeah. of my, well, I read something the other day, which I really love. Yeah. Um, sleep is not the end of the day. Sleep yeah. is the beginning of the next day. Ooh. That speaks to me. That's changer, a, that right? really speaks to me. Yes, yeah. that's a huge game changer. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's yes. like, oh, you know, in the bed late isn't just, it's like starting my day off on the wrong foot by going, yeah. to bed, right? Or maybe not wrong foot, but just so, um, yeah. So it's part of my uh, wind down. Yeah. Other than my, <laughs> my bath and my right. motions and all that. Same. Like yes. Setting out my, setting out what I'm going to wear the next day. So it's just, Saves me a little bit more time in the morning right. and I can just have my coffee, come upstairs, get ready, brush my teeth and out the door. Love it. Okay. And so you've got sometimes your coffee on that or always the coffee. You've got sometimes always. a banana, always the coffee. Always. Love it. Love yeah. this girl. Yes. And then the, and the banana, and then you get back home and what's next and about how long is the walk? And then, and then where do we start? So it's kind of interesting because I have different friends that walk at different speeds. And oh. so my, my Wednesday, Monday <laughs> and Wednesday friend is my fastest friend walker, okay. walker friend. And so she'd say it's anywhere. We walk 3.5 miles and it usually takes us, we'll stop there too. Yeah. Uh, but it usually takes us right at an hour, right under an hour. Amazing. Okay. So it's, okay. A, it's a nice little, it, it's a decent pace. Um, and when I'm, when I'm walking now, I wear um, two three pound ankle weights. I mean, one per leg, obviously. Wow. And then um, I have some little three pound hand weights that just to kind of, it's all about boredom. Yes. Right? It's all yeah. just about overstimulation. So <laughs> I don't get bored <laughs> with it. So I'm usually doing like some sort of light arm activity yeah. at the same time. But I so love that. Yeah. So about an hour, it depends on the friend, but usually okay. like 45 minutes to... 70 minutes for my friends and then I'll come home and then, um, it really depends today. I had yogurt and, uh, peaches and almonds with some chia. Beautiful. How very on brand of you, given that you are in Atlanta right now to have some peaches. I just, you were like, it's August. I'm going to have my peaches because I live in Atlanta. (laughs) Well, it's kind of crazy because actually peach season is almost, peach season's over in Georgia. These are South Carolina, but I'm going to hold on to peaches as long as I can. That's for sure. You just reminded me that I feel like I'm slacking on my peach game this this season. Oh, I feel yeah. like I have been. I really need to get that together. I'm having a moment with nectarines, though. Ah, <laughs> there you are. That's, there you are. The more sophisticated peach. The go. more sophisticated peach. I like that. I never thought of it that way. I thought it was sort of like a a knockoff peach, but it's it's. Yeah, I like I, to call it a more sophisticated yeah, peach. It's very elevated. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So what's next? You've got your yogurt. You've got your peaches, chia seeds. Delicious. That's a nice combo. Almonds, peaches, oh, yogurt. Yeah. You know, I usually, um, I, this is such a funny thing, but uh, not too long ago, I realized that um, I like yogurt, Yeah. but 0% the skier. Oh no, it's terrible. I, I actually, I, I yeah. do that. I like Siggy's. That's fine. I don't like the fire. Love Siggy's. Yeah. 
Yeah. Greek, Greek 0% tastes like chalk to me. Most of them. Yeah. Just find the 0% to be a bit of a, sometimes I I'll use that to mix with other things, but I, but to eat like in a bowl, mm-hmm. why? It's a sadness. Yeah. It's I could just yeah. go for the 2% sadness. and feel like, so, yeah. <laughs> feel it. so much more satisfied. Yeah. So what I started doing is I put a couple of tablespoons of buttermilk in there Ooh. and it loosens up that yogurt. It gives it just a little bit of fat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it also, even though it's a very similar flavor profile, it's just different enough. Right? Totally. And totally. Um, that thickness of the buttermilk, the viscosity, it just makes it, it makes it more like a bowl of cream as opposed to a bowl of 0% yogurt. That is such a smart idea that I am definitely trying immediately. That is genius. I love well, it. That's why she's a chef, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's what, that's really what we're doing here. Let's be honest. I think it does sound, especially if you've got some good buttermilk, right? You know, because yeah. there's some, I think buttermilk is sort of having a resurgence. Yeah, I think it's time. I'm here for that resurgence. I think we need to bring it out. We need to get the, we need to do all about that. Like (laughs) that's the whole thing, like probiotics and putting good stuff in. Like I feel like, um, so yeah. So, and then in the more I come back and do that in the mornings, I might do like a podcast or or just kind of, uh, you know, work. And then I'll usually, um, depending on how, the morning goes, I might, depending on what time I get back and stuff, I'm, I might have like a cup of tea or a cup of vegetable broth or something sort of mm. like mid, mid-ish morning or late like morning rather. Idea. Yeah. A cup yeah. of vegetable broth. That's such an interesting idea. And, and I never really thought of it, but essentially you're doing that when you have, I had the most delicious miso soup this weekend. Mm. And what made it so good was it was that really strong umami flavor and I love that. And there were those tiny little button mushrooms in there, which also makes it great. But that, that's a nice idea. That's a nice way to have a sort of like a tea when you feel like something sweet, but the broth right. has like a little salty something is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I make, I call it, you know, it's a potassium broth, yeah. right? Yeah. Save my um, vegetable skins as I'm doing prep, put them in a Ziploc yeah. or a sealable plastic bag and container. And um. And then when the, the bag is full, then I'll just make stock and I use it to drink. I drink it hot. I drink it cold. And then I cook with it. Yeah, I use it for yeah. cooking. I've gotten, I was always really, um, you know, being a chef, I was always very cognizant about food waste, but with the yeah. pandemic, it really turned it up. It's like, totally, you know, I want to be respectful of the people that are making it me, me getting everything I can get out of it. Yeah. I'm asking someone to do my shopping for me, like on Instacart yeah. or something be respectful of them. Like it's just, yeah. it, it turned it up in a good way. That's awesome. I really never, I never quite thought of it that way, but it's such a great point, you know, is that the food, food waste starts at so many different, yeah. can begin at so many different parts of that, you know, start to finish experience on an individual level of like from the shopping to the prep, to the cooking, to then the storage and, and then how you reuse it. That's just so interesting. Do you feel like there's other things that shifted in your cooking and eating patterns through the pandemic? Well, I think that, um, I, I wasn't, I have, I haven't been, yes, I haven't shopped as much. Right. Yeah. So whereas before I might go to the grocery store more often, I would definitely were going to more farmers markets. Yeah. Um, things like that. So I would shop more often. And, and now I have a tendency because you know, we don't have as that high of a vaccination rate in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. And the Delta is really hitting us, hitting the state hard yeah. again. So I'm not going out again. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, not, yeah. You know, not trying to avoid yeah. places and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, There, there's a, a ambulance diversions. If, if someone's in a car wreck in Atlanta, they're probably not going to go to a hospital in Atlanta. They're going to have to be taken out of the city right now because there's no beds in hospitals. No. Yeah. God, so it's pretty, it's pretty serious it. again. Yeah. Um, and oh not God. to be Debbie Downer about yeah, it. Yeah, no, but it's... Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's our reality. So <sighs> I'm shopping less. Right. And, and my orders are larger. Okay. So well, I am doing probably a little bit more batch cooking than I was doing before. Yeah. Like, last night I didn't have it for dinner, but I looked and I was like, oh, that broccoli is going to go bad. So while right. I was actually cooking dinner, yeah, I roasted that broccoli just to have. Yes. Right? So it wouldn't go bad. Yes. And I know that I'm going to wind up having it for lunch. And so I'm, I've, I've, the pandemic did change that. But I think that that's so good for everybody anyway, because the whole thing about eating healthy is just being prepared. A thousand. Oh my God. It's like it's beneficial. It, was it a is so beneficial. I love that you just said that so much. Okay. Tell us, tell us more. Let's dive in on that. Tell us ah. more. Tell us more. That's exactly it. I just want to say that again, just to reiterate, because I just lost my mind. I went blind. As you said, that's such a great point. Everything about staying and feeling well has to do with preparation, all of it. Yeah, I know. Because if you come in and you're hungry and you're not prepared, yes. then you're going to go for the closest thing. And the closest yes. thing, if you're shopping and you're still allowing like all those, in, any indulgences, right? Yeah. To hang about. Yes. And you're not going to want to take the time to make that healthy X, Y, Z. You're right. just going to like, oh, I'm there's some Girl Scout cookies in that. Cookie. You know what I mean? 100%. And then you're eating, eating four Girl Scout cookies without even yeah. eating. Yes. So some of the things that I batch cook, like I'll roast a whole head of broccoli or even larger batch cooking, like um, I'll cook a, a batch of farro at the beginning of the week. Oh, nice. That I might use some in a cold salad. I might saute one some night for a, a sort of a farro pilaf. I might sprinkle it in a green salad. Like, so I'll make a batch of farro and then use it throughout the week. I almost always cook about, I, I would say it'll get, it'll get I'll become more frequent with it as the weather gets a little yeah. cooler, but I'll cook a pound of beans a week. Ooh. Pound of red beans or pinto beans or rancho gordo beans, you oh know? Oh my God. You know how I love those. I really love some, I love me some beans. Right. And I just feel like they're so versatile. There's so many things you can do with them. Oh my God. So good. And, and I'm not vegetarian. I'm an omnivore, but when yeah. you got like really good beans like that, yeah. And uh, like the potassium, I use the potassium broth. I, I love that. Broth. I love that you're calling it the potassium broth. Yeah. That's the best thing. It's just the vegetable. It's full on veggie broth made from what you have been mm-hmm. using during the week. Right. That's mm-hmm. so, such a smart idea. And for when I've read about it, um, you know, there's so much more potassium in the skins and then yeah. some, some sort of recipes will tell you to put a potato in it, which of course, Oh, you know, I- Number one source of, pot- um, of potassium, right, right there, and it, like it makes you go to the bathroom. Yeah. And make food. <laughs> there wow, are. I love it. I <laughs> love that. Okay, so so dinner would be something batch cooked. So that started more recently, or you feel like that has been you've been doing that a while? No, I, well, it started during the pandemic, during but the I pandemic. know that like the being prepared, like what yeah. I'll do, I'll also make like a, a salad, like a green salad with you know, cucumber radishes, uh, sweet peppers, scallions. And I have that undressed in a container. So that for lunch, what I usually do is I'll have that salad and I'll just have the little bit of leftover protein from 
Popeye's dinner. Right. Like a little bit of chicken left over from last night goes into the salad and then I have a, a full salad. So here's my question on that. So do you feel like, because as a chef, your life is often about making meals, designing, developing recipes, you know, finding creative ways to use one ingredient or 25 ingredients or, you know, coming up with that creativity component for, for so many things. Do you find that that makes you feel like cooking less sometimes or want to cook more sometimes? Or has that, does that play any role into how you know? I love that she's shaking I her head because she's a cook through uh, and through. I love That's to cook. I, cook. I live by myself now. I yeah. cook dinner for myself every night, every I love night. That. So I even love though that. like I might have leftovers, I generally like will repurpose, but generally leftovers are what I eat during the day. I'll yeah. Eat or, yeah. or like the beans, if I'm batch cooking, then it can become different things. But no, I, I love to cook and it's yeah. part of, um, it's part of my joy. It's part of my pleasure. It's yeah. not just work. And, and I enjoy the, the ritual of doing it and then yeah. being able to sit down and eat a hot, a hot meal. Yeah. And have a proper meal and treat, you know, I heard someone and I can't even remember where this was. I heard someone talking about you know, I think there's like this common belief, like we forget that food in and of itself, like the the experience of enjoying a meal is also self-care, right? Like it's it's yeah. not just about the nutrients and it's not just about the flavor either. It's the ritual, like it's the component of preparing a meal, sitting down and loving every minute of it. And then, you know, what you do with the ingredients that you have left over, what you do with the prepared foods you have left over. Like I, I that experience itself is the connection point for, for yeah. me as, a, as it sounds like it is for you. I just, I treat, it's like treating yourself right. Like, what do you mean you don't want to cook for just you? Why wouldn't you? Right? Like no, who's more important than my, you? Um, you know? <laughs> my partner and I, when we were apart, she would have like cheese and crackers or something for dinner. And I have never been that person. Right. That is not dinner. Right. That is like what you have before dinner, maybe. That's are you having a cocktail olive for dinner? Right. It's a <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's not that is not dinner. So no, I'm all about like, you know, cooking and being apart. And I love what you said about self-care, Jackie, yeah. because I've kind of had this attitude lately that there is so much of what we do that is habit. Yeah. Maybe some habits become ritual. Yeah. But if you put, if you think about it enough, it really uh, putting lotion on your hands. Yes. It's not just body maintenance. It is self care. Yes. And if you look at it as self care and not body maintenance. Yes. It transforms the act. 100%. Or just seeing it through that lens of what it actually means to you. So, so I had, I was having this, my mom loves a good spa treatment. Okay. She uh -huh. loves a spa, which I feel like this is the right time to be talking about that because yeah. you are getting gearing up for a major spot. Well, actually I'm going to interrupt myself to ask you to tell us a little bit about the trip that you have coming up because I think oh, it's I know, but fabulous. Okay. Okay. Well, what I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say, this is like a silly thing, but what I was going to say is that my mom loves a spa treatment when I reached the age where it was like actually appropriate to go with my mom to do these things, I just was like, I should love this. Like I kept thinking like, I should really love this. But to me, it's like a mild, not the, not the being at a spot, not the being on a trip, not any of those things that, but the things that, that she really loved, I found to be a little tedious for me. Like I find that it's the opposite of self-care. Like, so self-care to me, I've found is what is sort of like a long-winded way 
in a very posh sounding way of saying that like that finding what's meaningful to you can be very, very nuanced. So for me, self-care is about what takes my mind off of things that make me anxious. Like what gets me to a place where I'm thinking about really just like in a positive headspace, whatever I'm thinking about, Mm -hmm. like whether it's good, bad or ugly, like if I'm just feeling generally better, it means that I have to stop having the opportunity to like ruminate, like ruminating on some sort of monkey, 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 monkey. Exactly. So like that, like thinking about self-care through that lens, it's like, I gotta have, I like, that's why when I, when you said that about the walk, I'm like, yes, that's genius. It's the perfect note to start your day on because, or at least it would be for me, but that's not necessarily true for everyone. But it's such a good point that like anything can be self-care. It just matters what the intention is and how you feel while it's happening. And if you're trying to say, oh, I should like to meditate because that everyone seems to think that that's... (laughs) self-care. Virginia, I just saw Virginia just roll her eyes and I'm like, me too. Same. Same. I know. I, I'm I like, that was so funny. Meditating Please. turns into my to-do list. I, exactly. I that's what I mean. Like, that's the rumination part. I'm like, who is meditating on a lotus leaf and feeling like they really reset? Like, what? what is that? If you're listening and you're on your lotus leaf right now, call us. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, I can't. Right. I'm not good at that. I'm not good yeah. at that. Well, okay. So I'm go. I I get it completely. And one of the places this is so interesting. So the first time I went to Rancho La Puerta, it's in Baja, California, near Tecate. Wow. The first time I went there, I had never been anywhere in my life. But the whole thing that you're supposed to do all week long yeah. is to take care of yourself. Whoa, that sounds hard. That's like it. it that was, sounds it was, just like challenging, kind of. It was weird. Yeah. Right. It was weird. I mean, there wasn't like, I mean, it, you know, there's exercise classes from like ODART 30 to <laughs> at night. Um, everything it's the, it's pescatarian, predominantly vegetarian. So all the food is completely healthy and fresh and you can literally climb mountains or play tennis. You can do wow. spin classes and like, you know, go crazy or you can, you know, do Reiki. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just everything. Yeah. But the thing that's really fascinating is, is that piece of it that is, it's really meant to, and there's treatments, of course, right? Yeah. You want to get massages and you want to get all those things that, that exist. But more than anything, what I think is that that's fascinating about being able to do that is to submerge yourself in the fact that you are there for that self-care. Yes. Right. So hard. Self-care is a chaise lounge and then self-care is a yes. chaise lounge. <laughs> Um, but I'm going cause I'm teaching cooking classes and I'm super excited about it. They have a beautiful kitchen called wow. the, the, the kitchen that seems like a China Kikanta and it's set in this like eight acres of an organic garden. No, and we literally go out into the garden and harvest. And then oh we come back gosh. into the kitchen and cook with, with things. And I have literally watched women when I've been there before, yeah. like pull a carrot out of the ground and had never seen a carrot in the ground before. City yes. girl. Yes. Yes. Like, 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 that would be me. I'm thinking like, yes. Never me. thought about like, where food had come from. Because, you right. know, you and I are food. Yeah. People. Yes. Some people are like, oh, really? Where, you know, they're just used to it showing up. No, completely. Completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a way to find major connection. And also to that point of the ritual of procuring, preparing, making food, feeling like it's its own moment 
to for yourself like feeling like that only feels like self-care and not stress if you know if you have a sort of plan for it right like so telling someone to go get a carrot to you know to start their meal prep process could be really stressful for some people and really um exciting for other people like us but that what you're doing then is giving them the tools that they need to go home and do that wherever they are in right. any setting, right? And I'm super excited about that. The whole potassium broth thing that I mentioned yeah. earlier about is being at the ranch because they serve that there. And, you know, I think that that's the thing, whether you're, whether I'm able like me to go and work for a week and then come back and bring it back, or if someone's able to go, like, go do an event at in the afternoon, you know, finding whatever little piece it is that yeah. you can work into your life, into your yes. real life. Yeah. It's really easy to be relaxed when you, when, when, when the guy just, you know, <laughs> sweetest massaged every knot out of your back and you, you know, someone's right. feeding you. Right. So that, like trained chef is like feeding. It's really easy. The hard part is being able to take these things and I think incorporate it into your real life. No, completely, completely. So do you have any kind of, cause I know, th- is this your second time? doing this, but this is, this will probably be like my fourth or fifth. Your, okay. But, uh, and you know, it's, a, it's an awkward thing to say, but we haven't said it. So yeah. the past two years, I've lost 60 pounds. I know what a badass you are right? because she, this well, woman, I just have to brag. <laughs> I just have to brag for a second because you really did exactly every single piece of advice, I guess advice is really the wrong word. Every single piece of wisdom that you found in this process of the importance of preparation, of knowing really what works for you, of knowing what self-care for you on a very personal level actually looks and feels like and what it sounds like and, and taking that into small little tiny pieces and saying like, this works, this doesn't, this, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I'm doing the next hour. It's so unbelievably difficult. Like, I'm, and that's what I think is the most important thing is that it is difficult. Any type of change is going to be hard, but the way that you approach this is so beautifully simple and, and seems to really, I mean, Virginia, I have to say is glowing. I know we're not, we're not on video here, but Virginia is truly glowing. And it's just, it really shows how, how great you, you feel and that you you're only going to continue to be able to live truly. I mean, this sounds cheesy and I hate this phrase, living your best life, but like really living your best life. Like this is who you were meant to be. It's only, it sounds cheesy, but it's not like, I think about every day, whether it's like the meal that I'm about to eat or the email that I'm about to answer. Yeah. I want to be the person that I want to be. Yes. Who you really are. I want to be be the person I really am. I want to react to people. I want to, you know, why did that person park there? You know what? Whatever. (laughs) Let him park so there. So true. Park everyone. I can control dude. where he parked. I can only control where I, what right. my reaction is. Right. You know I mean? Right. And so totally. and, and it is daunting. That weight loss is daunting. But the thing is, if someone looks at it and they're just trying to change their health, whether it's gain weight or lose weight or be more healthy or whatever, it's daunting to look at the like overall big picture and think, oh my God, yeah. 60 pounds, you kidding? I'll never be able to do it. Yeah. But it's, it's just a lot of little things add up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of little things add up. People are, you know, in your book, you know, yeah. talk so much about realistic and cleanses and detox and hey, guess what? Your liver does that already. Right. Guess what? It's why your liver is in your body to detox. You're like redundant. Liver truth. your detoxer. Yeah, you did it. I mean, it, they did it. You can congratulate your liver. 
you could have yeah. a talk to it. You could yeah. say, liver, liver, you're a badass. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. But that's about it. But yeah. So it's, it's lots of little things that add up and, and, and I do, you know, I do crazy stuff. I do little tiny things all the time and I'm convinced yeah. that it yeah. does, it's effective. And even if it's not effective, it keeps me in the mindset. Absolutely. Which is, which is effective. Yes. I mean, well, first of all, we know it's effective because you lost 60 pounds in a very safe amount of time, but through mm. through really impactful steps. So like we we yeah. know it's working, quote unquote, yeah. but like, yeah. but more than working for your physical body, the fact that you feel like staying in the right mindset is the ultimate challenge, but but the most rewarding kind, like the, the to want to, sure. you know. Yeah, it, it quit being about weight loss and it kept right. being about better health. Yes. Right. Yes. It being about yeah. weight and it came back to, oh, well, you know, what I was talking earlier about putting yeah. lotion on your hands, like your lotion right. on your hands can be body maintenance or it can be a ritual. And if it becomes, if you take on the fact that you're putting lotion on your hands and it's ritual and it's part of self-care, someone interviewed me the other day and they said, you know, what other dominoes fell? Yeah. When you start losing weight. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about something falling, right? That yeah. just so violent. Right. You no. Know? And I was like, I see it more as almost like a web. Yes. Like a, but like a like good web, right? right? Like it started with my weight loss and then the web sort of grew and it went over here. I'm trying to work on my sleep. And then it went over here and yeah. I'm trying to work on my hand lotion. And then it went over right. here. You know what I mean? Like completely. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's all it's it, it's all integrated. Yeah. You can't parse your person into like little bitty pieces. No, exactly. Exactly. The web idea I like because it shows exactly the sort of growth of what it means to be a full person. I mean, I, I that sounds so esoteric sounding, but really what you mean is that in finding ways to really take care of yourself, they lead you to other ways to take care of yourself almost. Right. And that's like mostly and it's you know, sort of like all, support. exactly. Like it's all that we can really sort of ask for. Mm -hmm. So on that, was there anything in the last couple of years where you felt like, oh, huh, that really surprised me that this, that X really works for me. Is there something, is there anything that you feel like was, was a surprising or, or something that really did not work for you that you were like, Doing X every day is never going to happen for me. Besides meditation, that is. <laughs> no, no, well, I would say, I think that one thing that's happened, and this is like a slow process, that um, a person's taste buds will change. Yes, yeah. And I think that that's yeah. important for people to realize. And yes. um, I have a friend, a dear friend, and I always do send my recipe test past her, like especially the dessert ones that I'm making a yeah. bit more helpful, better for you baking. Cause I know that I don't like things. I've never liked things super sweet. I've yes. always liked things bitter. Yeah. And now that, um, I am eating less sugar and eating yeah. less, like, all of that, like, eating less refined sugar. Um, sometimes I, I tip it a little too, fun, <laughs> right. 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 And so I have to make sure it's palatable to everybody, not just myself, but something that, um, I think that, um, Oh, I like one thing I would have never, you would have never yeah. in a thousand, 10,000 years thought I would be doing is um, I jog in the pool every night. I have a neighborhood Ooh. pool. And at the end of the day, when I want that glass of wine, yeah, yeah. I, in the summer, when the weather's appropriate, I head out to the pool and I jog in place. I've gotten up, I worked up to it to 30 okay. minutes. Wow. So Whoa. it's an mile and a half. 
according to my Fitbit. And it's just like, I'm, I'm essentially playing in the pool. That's so and, and I'm not fun. a runner. I'm a walker. So if you yeah. had told me I would be jogging in a pool, I would have told you you needed your head examined. Wait. <laughs> First of all, the jogging in a pool at night, it, there's many factors there that I find both extremely gloriously joyful. And then I'm like, wait, but okay. So then you said the Fitbit. So that can, can that get wet? But like your yeah. arms aren't under the water. Okay. No, no, no. The Fitbit can get wet. Oh, honey, okay. I have to have a watch and get wet. I do too many dishes. That's true. Oh God, that's so true. It's so true. Yeah, I wash a lot of dishes. So. The jogging in the pool at night. I love that because it feels like a wind down, right? But you're playing in a pool. Like it's truly yeah. like the the actual creativity and fun of like yeah. that being a, a means to just a wind down also. Uh, in a and, way and I'm not a runner. So I had to, I had to work up to it. Like I, you know, just like yeah. when I did whatever, a bunch of years ago, a million years ago, when I started on the elliptical, like, right. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. so with the jog, I started at 15 minutes at the end of 15 minutes, even though I was a walker yeah, in the 15 minutes, like jogging for 15 minutes in a pool and walking is two radically different things. Right. 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 So, right. um, so last week, uh, I hit 30 minutes, two days in a row and it's like, okay, I'm at 30 minutes now. And it felt great. Wow. Oh, great. That's like, awesome. Uh, that's um, so good. Virginia. That's awesome. That's so cool. And so different. Yeah. Um, People have to find what works for them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true because I, I'm just thinking as you're saying this, I'm laughing to myself because I was just over the weekend in Central Park here in New York and, and there is a public pool here in Central Park. I don't honestly know if, but I, I was seeing signs for it and I, I honestly don't know if it was open this year because it, it definitely wasn't oh, open last summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just am thinking like, I guess it, like the things going through my head are like, I wonder maybe I could do that in the tub. No, <laughs> New York is really not conducive for this. <laughs> that sounds like dangerous. <laughs> right. That just sounds scary. It sounds like I would need some water wings. All right. So we have to wrap up in a few, but I, what I want to do before we do that is two things. First, I want you to tell us a little bit about your background, because I can't believe we didn't even fully get into that and we will have to do this again. But let's talk a little bit about how you wound up becoming a chef where you started and what you're working on right now. And then we'll do our last little wrap up. Uh, you're so sweet. So um, I'm Southern as, as you can hear, and you know, uh, born in Georgia, uh, grew up with a family that loved to cook, degree in history from the University of Georgia, which wow. of course, nothing, right? And we then, never so, talked about of, this. Me too. No, yeah. right. love, yeah. Well, I have a very anthropological yeah. approach to food. And I think that that I has love that. the history part. I but, love um, that. My first job cooking was on a TV cooking show with Natalie Dupree on her public television series. And then I went to culinary school, subsequently worked for, um, I was a kitchen director for Bobby Flay, the kitchen director for Stewart. And um, for about the the past uh, 12 years, I've worked for myself and write cookbooks and do recipe development and um, television and lots of different things like that, write cookbooks. And the most recent thing that I'm working on is I'm super excited. I'm doing a content and classes and uh, episodes for the digital streaming platform for Food Network Kitchen. I love that. I'm so yeah. excited for you about that. That's yeah, really cool. cool. Yeah, so what cool. is, what was the last, the most recent thing that you made for, was it, was it, so you're doing it on a weekly basis, right? Or you, you filmed yeah, them all at once. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're going to get into a rhythm with it. Um, my yeah. schedule was sort of planned out. Again, yeah. Anyway, we're going to work it out. We're working it out. So it'll be two or three, four times a month. 
And um, the last thing I did was a uh, roasted tomato stuffed with summer vegetables. And oh, it's like heaven. Per- it's perfect, heaven. right? Yeah. Um, so just really delicious tomatoes. It doesn't matter. Heirloom is great. Bee sick are great. Whatever yeah. they are, they just need to taste good. Yes. It's that time of year. Yes. Pour them out, um, remove the seeds. And those I usually put in the potassium broth. So I save Love that. Love it. Right? Love it. And then yep. um, scoop out the pulp and then actually cook the pulp with uh, corn, zucchini, eggplant, okra. Wow. You know, you name it, whatever. And I also suggest that um, it's good for leftover vegetables too. Right. Yum. So, so if you've got some leftover grilled eggplant or leftover, yeah. whatever, it's a good sort of way to repurpose leftovers. Cool. Um, but anyway, heat all that up, cook out the moisture because otherwise you'll wind up with tomato soup. And, oh, um, I've learned that the hard way. Every, yeah. you think I would remember that over, yeah. over a so lifetime, gotta, over the course of a lifetime. When you're stuffing a tomato, whatever's going in there has to be cooked. <laughs> and, um, and then I combine it with herbs and goat cheese and then just put it all in there. Oh and my instead God, of that that's in, uh, so good. crushed tortilla chips. Whoa. It's got the corn in there and then you've got corn and corn. Wait, the corn's on the bottom. Because if you, oh, because corn is in the, got it, got it, got it, got you it. You got that it. double okay. layer corn, which really makes it taste great. And it's gluten-free and it's uh, super fresh and seasonal. And so that was the last thing I did for him. So, uh, you know, awesome. my sort of mission in life, especially now that I'm, I'm a lot more healthy and plan on being this way for the rest of my life, yeah. is that sharing that Southern food is not all unhealthy. I mean, Thank I knew you. that even when I was unhealthy, right? right. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I right. wasn't walking the walk. So now I'm like walking the walk for sure. That's so true because that's so the perception of, and I, I think almost it's so, it is so completely true that we started our conversation talking about Georgia peaches. <laughs> it was that you mentioned peaches as part of breakfast. And I'm thinking, yeah, my God, there's so many great things that, you know, if you're, when you're able to be outside, but I, but I realize now I'm thinking this through that like it only seems like that to me because this is really my area and your area is thinking about food in that way in both seasonal as well as the activities that you like to do, like jogging in the pool, right? Like the, that in some ways it sounds like, wait, why do I live on the East Coast and the North? Like, why? <laughs> you know, like I, I just that, but that there is really that perception of Southern food being really heavy and and fried. So, so tell us just a little bit more about what you mean by that, about how it's actually really uh, quite nutritious and not just, you know, battered deep fried. So we have a 12 month growing season. We have something coming out of the ground or off a tree, like 12 months out of the year, literally. Um, I think that, you know, Georgia, Georgia rarely has more than 14 days of below freezing weather. Wow. Wow. Right. It's, it's, it doesn't get that cold for stretching. Right. Right. We'll have 32 or below a couple of days, but it's just not that much. So anyway, we have it, we have things all the time. So it's a hugely agricultural society. There's always been lots of vegetables. It's always been a very poor part of the country. Yeah. Um, which in the beginning led to people raising their own food and it was a lot less processed food. But then what, what sort of happened after World War II is that agriculture changed Processed foods entered the picture. Obesity entered the yeah. picture. It's all about lack of education. It's not about resources. So totally. there is this perception about Southern food all being fried, and that's directly tied to the poverty too. It's really cheap yeah. to fry now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's wow. 
So um, there's not a whole lot of technique involved. You just batter it, fry it. <laughs> just put it in there. <laughs> just dunk it in the oil. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, you know, I, you know, my even, but this is fairly new. When I was a little girl, my granddaddy used to call chicken, fried chicken. He called yeah. it gospel bird. He called it what? Gospel bird. G-O-S-P-L. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Because it was meant for Sunday. Right. It was Sunday supper, Sunday after church. Right. Yeah. Gospel bird. Once a week, special occasion thing. And now you can get fried chicken at the damn gra- gas station. Right. 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 It's everywhere. It's drive through. It's at the gas station. It's at the grocery store. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous. So, yeah. so fried chicken and biscuits and cornbread and all those things that are touchstones of Southern food. Totally. Totally. Um, are, are touchstones of Southern food for a reason, but there's more to that. There's yes. more food than just fried chicken. It would be like looking at Italian food and thinking, oh, it's a t- it's spaghetti. It's pasta. Right. Exactly. Pasta. Exactly. Or Mexican food. It's a burrito. Mexican 100%. food is a burrito, Right. So yeah. it's the same thing. There's a lot right. more food. There's a lot more cheese than food. Oh my gosh, Virginia. I love that so much. I love that so much. All right. I am going to make sure that everyone knows. First, tell our listeners where everyone can find you and the names of your amazing cookbooks. Light Enough Y'all is one of my favorites. I've got to say, Um, but please share, share with our listeners about that. And then we'll do our last little rapid fire. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, there's more than you need to know about me. Everybody can find how to follow me on social and all of that at virginiawillis.com. Perfect. Love it. Okay. So let's talk. Pretend it's like your last day on earth. Okay. Ah. God, God forbid. Okay. That sounds bleak. That's a little grim. <laughs> Knock it That's a little grim. I know. I'm like, literally I've got like my hands, I'm throwing salt over my shoulder. I'm like, okay, not your last day. Okay. You are going to space. Okay. You're going to space. <laughs> That's I think a little bit more accurate. It's also very 2021 relevant. I feel like I we've got a lot of billionaires going to space all of a sudden. So you out. and Jeff Bezos are going to space tomorrow and you guys are like, we got to pack snacks. What is like the meal that you have before you get on that spaceship? Because you just, you know, you're going to be eating dried strawberries, freeze dried strawberries uh, in space uh, for a while. So um, I eat, uh, I have to say, if I'm going to be in space with Jeff Bezos, I probably will have a pork chop. <laughs> a um, pork chop and then maybe like t- tequila? Yeah, no, like, <laughs> well, I think that, um, you know, I have to say like, so um, one of the things that I feel very strongly about is that it's not about sadness, eating sadness and suffering, right? Totally. So I want, a, I do Weight Watchers a lot. It's my yeah. means of accountability. And the deal is, is like, it's a 12 point pork chop. It's over half my day. Yes, yes. it is. Yes, and it is. Half, and yes. Proud and it's of it. Every digit, yep. Right. Yep. It's every calorie. Um, so I don't believe in deprivation. I don't think that that's yeah. sustainable. I don't think that it's smart, practical, doable, or fun. Exactly. What's the point if you're sucking the joy out of life? Absolutely. um, So, so I eat a pork chop or a piece of beef about once a week. The rest of the time, it's going to be a chicken or turkey, usually chicken. Okay. Uh, And um, so my last meal is going to consist of like probably some or my not my last meal. I know it really is grim. I'm so sorry. I take it all back. (laughs) Okay, it probably would be about the same though. Um, (laughs) I love vegetables. I love greens. Yeah. It depends on the time of the totally. year. But it's all about more vegetables, right? Oh, just could just preach it. Is there a restaurant? Do you have a favorite restaurant in the world or in Atlanta or in Baja California store or somewhere else that well, you just um, love? Um, Miller Union in Atlanta. Okay. okay. Um, Steven Satterfield. Not the Steven Satterfield that's on the Netflix High on the Hog. That's another <laughs> Steven Satterfield from Atlanta. Wow. It's Steven Satterfield from Atlanta. James Beard Award winning chef. He, um, he wrote a book many years ago called Root to Leaf. Okay. 
several years ago. And um, uh, he is a vegetable whisperer. I love a vegetable. I want to be a vegetable whisperer. Yeah, How do I get that does title? amazing things with vegetables and he does amazing awesome. things with these beautiful vegetables that we have here in the South. And what's it, what's the name of the restaurant again? Miller Union. Miller Union. Okay, Miller, I'm going to check that yeah. out. This just yeah. gives me another reason. This is yet another reason why it's time for us to be together. I need to get myself to Atlanta okay, immediately. Come on, Atlanta. Don't come yet. Let's let it get a little Yeah, exactly. Little, exactly. Little <laughs> let it get a little, a little cooler. Now I'm, down. I'm going to just walk down. I'm walking down because I came for the walk. I'm going to have to hydrate. I got a lot of snacks to pack. I better get started soon. I think um, so. All right. So you're, so we'll do our last little quick fire and then I have to let you go, which I hate, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll still stay. We'll <laughs> Obviously I stalk Virginia about once a week. Right. Exactly. We're going to make it happen. Okay. So first thing that comes into your mind when I say biggest food trend that you're just so over keto yes oh yeah that was true rapid fire by the way yes. yeah no I didn't, I didn't it didn't as soon as it came in love my ear it. exactly what i was gonna say love it most underrated pizza topping sausage oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. i gotta say i think mine's pineapple which i never really thought i would say uh, i usually yeah. don't like my fruit getting mixed up with other things uh-huh. but there's something about that that works and i just don't know why well, it works. It works. Works for me. It works. Best dessert on the planet. Chocolate something. Yes, absolutely. Strangest. And by strangest, I don't mean I don't mean that in a, oh, that's gross kind of way, but like strangest eating experience or food you ever tried or ingredient you ever used or most unique out of left field kind of ingredient that you've ever consumed. Oh, honey. <laughs> don't even know where to start duck uterus i mean <gasps> oh that'll do it Wait, yeah, I mean, please what a duck uterus that i have seen some stuff in my day i have where where do you where does one do you go you just go to the fairway okay the Asian market. yeah you will find you will find things you have no idea what they are at the asian market but yeah no, I've seen some stuff. Ooh. I've seen some things. She's seen things, folks. She's seen things. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. That's the only thing it I'm going to sure say. Is. Like, it sure is. Duck eaters? Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Well, you know, some people feel the same way about boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Completely. And, it's, and it's, you know just, what? They're right. It's, it's just a matter of perspective and yeah. what you grew up eating, right? Totally. Totally. It like what you can train your body to want. I completely agree. I I think what trips me up about that is that the more specific we get, (laughs) whether it's a human or an animal, when you think about insides, that that is purely from the cognitive standpoint, that feels tricky to wrap your mind around. You're like, oh yeah, that's real specific. That's a specific inside part. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And my last one. My last two ingredient that's always in your kitchen. Oh, salt, salt, thousand percent. I have like thirty different types of salt. Hundred yeah. percent. All right, and best thing you ever made, if you can ever, if you can even think of such a thing. I feel like that's a hard one. That is a hard one. Um, I will say, in general, yeah, kind of coming into that season, I have a huge satisfaction in making braised dishes. Ooh. Love that. I were to put up there like some of my best dishes, I would say like, you know, buff bourguignon or 
Asabuko or some of those things. My style of cooking appreciates it too because it's like a very simple ingredients, good technique and time. Oh, yeah. It's just patience, good ingredients and patience. That's beautiful. Good ingredients, patience and duck uterus. That's That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Quack, quack. Virginia Willis, thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you for being here. And you're just kicking ass. I just love it. It's so well, great to be so together. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome back anytime. We only just scratched the surface. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds good. Thanks so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jacqueline London RD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better one meal or snack at a time. Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers.